telling you it was a duck costume that's why she had the fluorescent colored like blue Telling feathers peacock no it's a duck yeah that's what i'm saying peacock i'm not hearing a difference it's a duck say p p say cock cock say peacock duck <laughs> see i don't i don't I'm, I'm not getting what's happening here <laughs> i didn't I, 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 I couldn't think of an intro, so I just decided to start recording in the middle of that argument. In, in the middle of our <laughs> So I hope, I hope you're okay with that. Yes. <laughs> uh, Craig made it. Yes, Craig made it to work today. Yay! Uh, uh, we missed you, we're, Craig. We're also now down Trev. Trev yes. for this week. So. Yeah, because we are yeah. Uh, pre-recording currently. Yeah, because uh, you have to go be a good civilian. Yeah, I'm spending the weekend in the Florida Keys cleaning up after a hurricane. Uh, for well, I already said like the weekend, and the so keys. I asked if we could we you could told pre-record. Me the panhandle. I thought it was the panhandle, but then I saw it was the keys, and I'm glad mm. I reread the text because I was predicting because I've been up to the panhandle for after a hurricane. And in the morning, it's kind of cool. It's nice and cool. And at night, it's like cold. I'm like, oh, yes. So I was thinking of packing like a sweater or like a hoodie or something just to like chill out there. Um, but then I realized it was the keys. I was like, yeah, no. Last time I was there, I had to buy a new stick of deodorant from a nearby CVS when I was camping down there. Because mine had melted. I left it in the tent for about half an hour. And it melted. It melted. Yeah. Your deodorant melted. Yeah. How Completely. fucking hot was it? It was so hot in that tent. Like, I opened it up, and I'm like, we need to open up all the windows in here. And it was so hot every night, dude. Uh, we were just lucky enough that we were by a beach. So me and my friends would go out and like sit on the beach for a couple hours beforehand because it was like cool. Oh, I felt so nice out there. I miss those days. That's like one of those memories that me and my friends would always talk about. Um, I think I might have told the story before, but whatever. Uh, basically, we were camping. It was a big group of us from church. Uh, me and my friend Perry and Antonio went out there every night to just like talk and it felt really good and we would just talk about like life like future past whatever and that was like one of those moments where i was like i know these guys are gonna be my friends forever (laughs) talking in the middle of the night with some really good people Mm. that shit hit different yeah (laughs) no for real it it do because like it, it was incredible like it's just this weird feeling that I can't describe. That just thinking about it was just like it. It felt like perfect. 
it was just so much fun to talk out there. And uh, that was one of the times where I realized my bishop was like really cool because there was a rule that we one uh we weren't allowed to leave the campsite right like at like 10 o'clock we had to stay in the tent or like at least stay in the campsite like near the tent and two it was actually illegal (laughs) to go to the section of the beach that we were on like right right in front of us was like a place where we couldn't go and they had like a specified place where you would go and like park your car and everything but we would just hop the fence and go right there and uh so we were sneaking we grabbed our chairs we got out real quiet like 11 or something everybody's asleep at this point and uh we grabbed our chairs and we're sneaking around and it's like something out of a movie where we're like we're like looking at each other like smiling and then we look forward and he's just standing there right in front of us like like we were like i was like close enough where i had to do the cartoon thing where i like looked up slowly at him and he's just like (laughs) he just has his hands at his like hips and then he just like looks at us and he just goes don't wake anybody when you come back and then he just kept on walking and he was really dope. He knew we did that like all week. Nobody else knew. I think somebody would say they actually brought it up once. Somebody was like, I think somebody left the tent in the middle of the night. And like all three of us were like, ha ha. Yeah. Um, anyway, so like you guys like whales. <laughs> uh, fun times. Shout out Perry. I think he might be listening. I have no idea. Maybe Antonio. Uh, I like whales. Legal. In case you're wondering. I do too. Whales are cool. Whales are terrifying. But also like really cool. Mm. Like they're super cool, but they could very quickly become terrifying. They could imagine they could eat you. <laughs> and not even know it ate you. Mm-hmm. But imagine swimming next to a blue whale. Dude, that would be like, like Ooh. That would feel amazing, I bet. Unless you get caught in a poop tornado, then maybe not so good. Um, Poop tornado. That would not be fun. But can you even fathom a creature that size right in front of you? I know. Dude, like, like, that would put me in my place. I'm already, like, in my place. I know I mean, like, nothing to the world or, like, to the universe. But, like, seeing something that exists on the same Earth as me and is that big and, like, it's freaking underwater. Like, dude, I can't even imagine that. That would be so dope. That would be, like, one of those, like, once-in-a-lifetime experiences. If it happens on accident, I'm sure there's places where they'll take you to swim with whales or something or by where whales might swim with you or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want to see one in the flesh. I was watching River Monsters the other day mm-hmm. with my girl, mm-hmm. with Lexi. And uh, he was in the episode where he was hunting for the prehistoric, like the, the greatest river monster to ever exist. And he gets in this tank and he goes underwater and he's in a small tube of water that is sitting in a giant tank with the largest crocodile in the world in front of him. 
18 and a half feet long. Holy crap. The Australian, it's an Australian crocodile. Massive animal. And I don't know how he lost his two front feet. All Jeremy Wade said was, that's the price you pay for being the top predator. And I have no idea what he meant by that. (laughs) I did that. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Jeremy Wade is a fucking badass. Um, you ever see that picture that was going around of like the great white shark that was like bitten in half? Like a fully grown great white shark and it's like just its head and you can see the teeth marks and people were freaking out because they're like, what the hell is big enough to take like half the body of a great white shark in one bite? Well, not in one bite, but an orca. A couple of orcas could probably tear mm, a shark in half. Maybe, yeah. An orca is bigger than a great white shark. Nah. The panda whales? Orcas Orcas <laughs> can grow up to 30 feet long, dude. Yeah, orcas are actually terrifying. I mean, the largest great white shark ever recorded was 21 or 22 feet long. Mm. And orcas can grow mm. to be 30 feet long. And they hunt in packs. Yeah, dude, those are... Those are freaking scary. Like, they look cute and everything, but then you, like, learn about them. How they, like, essentially like to torture their food before eating it. They will, like, intentionally, like, bite off, like, a shark's tail to see Mm. it struggle and try and swim away. And it's like, oh my gosh. Oh, they're so scary. But I'd still want to swim with one and, like, touch it. Yeah. Like, okay, so actually, I learned this recently. There's two types of orcas. I don't know if you know this. There's two types. So, there's a type of orca that eats fish, and there's a type of orca that eats mammals. Hmm. I thought they were one and the same. Nope. They don't know if this is a learned behavior or if this is a biological innate behavior. But the orcas that eat fish are safe to be around as humans. Mm. Orcas that eat manatees and other mammals see humans as food. Oh. So they're psychologically different. Okay. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. uh... So obviously when you go into SeaWorld, you're you're seeing all the fish-eating orcas, not the mammal-eating ones. Mm. Well, it depends on what generation of Shamu it is. Oh, yeah. If it was from like 10 years ago, then it was a mammal-eating orca. (laughs) (laughs) Possibly. I feel like we always say, like, how you been? What's up with you? But, like, we literally hung out yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, we know. We did. Mm. I uh, introduced Um, you to a band and then broke your heart by telling you how they broke up. Yeah. Yes, you did. (laughs) That was... Because, like, I even said this. I'm like, this is, like, pretty bad. Like, I was expecting it to be pretty bad, and then it just got worse. And I was like, oh. Okay. Oof. What? Um... What was the name of the band? It's it's hold up. Wait, I remember. No, I don't. Uh 
I'll give you two guesses. It's 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 something profits. Yes, that is correct. What is the first word? Uh, is it lost profits? Yes, sir. Hell yeah, I know things. You know some things. Yeah. But yes, that was the band uh, Lost Profits, which is great band. Fuck that lead vocalist though. Yeah. Uh, look him up if you're in for a fun time. Actually, no. please don't. <laughs> oh, if you're no. easily disturbed, don't. Yeah. Don't do not look up what he did. Mm-hmm. But if you are curious, I guess you know you at your own discretion. Yeah. I mean, there's probably a million YouTube videos yeah, analyzing probably. all the shit that he did. Yeah. And oh, Georgie, if you want a more in-depth look at all of that with all of the evidence laid out before you, you can go oh. watch a couple of those videos. <sighs> I thought about it, but I was just like, you know what? I'm going to watch... I'm going to finish A Haunted House on Netflix. <laughs> That's fair. Not going not gonna to blame you for that. Mm-hmm. I watched um recently... Have you seen the devil all the time it just came out no dude i've uh, been so busy it's it's pretty good it's like um it was super hyped because of its cast uh just to name a few it had a uh, edward pattinson tom holland and sebastian stan in it mm-hmm. uh it was I, I liked it it was pretty good it's kind of people have said that it's kind of like oscar bait which i understand like i could i could i could see that um, but good performances all around, really. Okay. Um, really good. Freaking Tom Holland, uh, is like dark in this movie, and apparently people were like mad at that because they're like, "No, he's the funny guy. He can't be in a serious movie." I mean, okay, he <laughs> probably did that to break away from that because yeah. he doesn't want to be a character actor for the rest of his life. Yeah, because he had a. Um, don't get me wrong. Had, there is nothing wrong with being a character actor and like playing the same character. Yeah, as long as you enjoy characters. it. As or long you as like, like, it. like Ron Perlman. Yeah. Like that man, he owns that type of character. Yeah. Like you watch a movie and you see Ron Perlman, you know the type of character he is. Mm-hmm. You may or may not know whether he's a good guy or a bad guy, but you know his personality. Yeah. But not every actor wants to do that. And yeah. so it's good that Tom Holland picked a dark role to play or mm-hmm. agreed to do one. Cause at this age, this is the, well, at this time in his career, I shouldn't say age because yeah. he's going fast for his age. Yeah. Like at this time in his career, perfect time to like establish yourself as a multifaceted actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not um his like first dark role. He was supposed to make like a rated R movie. Um, I don't know if they ever finished it, but like he advertised it on his Instagram and everything. I can't even remember what it was about. It was something it was I think it was like a bank heist movie or something. Um but it never came out. And so that was supposed to come out either this year or last year. So uh this like first movie was kind of a jump for people if you didn't know that he was already taking on more serious roles. Um but it was I, I liked it. I found it interesting. Um, I feel like it has an. As I was watching it, I felt like it had an interesting message on religion. Because really? yeah, because to give you a synopsis, um, basically, this is like in the trailer, so I'm gonna not spoil really anything. But mm-hmm. um, there's this dude who comes back from uh, 
World War II. He he gets a wife, gets a kid who eventually becomes Tom Holland, and they they start their life together. Um, there's Tom Holland's like as a kid is getting bullied by kids, mm-hmm. and so his dad like teaches him a lesson by like uh, somebody comes by their house. Oh, I should probably explain this. So they have a like a prayer log mm-hmm. that's by their house, like in the middle of the woods, where they go and they pray, because um, they're like religious like that. And it was like his church, because there wasn't a church or something by them. And some hunters came by, and they were talking about the dude's wife, Tom Holland's dad, who's played by um, Bill Skarsgård. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, he. Oh my gosh, he's so good. He, ah. he has like, dude, he has a really thick, really deep voice, like like a southern accent and it's like holy crap it's really good Mm. um so one day he like takes like his son with him he goes to like a place like an eatery place or something and he beats up like the dudes who said that and then he tells his son like you know uh choose when to settle your problems or whatever it's like you see like you may not be able to take on all those kids right now but just wait for your time and you'll be able to send uh, send them the message or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not going to give like too much of what happens, but essentially Tom Holland's character as a kid um, sees the bad side of religion. You know, when people are overly religious and do heinous things in the name of religion or for the sake of in the name of God or whether they want something because something mm-hmm. happens that forces the father to act in a religious, like, heinous act, you know, mm-hmm. that uh, basically scars Tom Holland. And uh, mm-hmm. he, like, forces religion on the, like, kid. Like, there's there's a point where they're praying, and he starts, like, smacking, like, uh, his son. And he was like, pray harder! Like, you need to pray harder! And uh, And so there's a flip side to this, where there's this girl who marries a pastor and they have a kid mm-hmm. and the kid um they die uh, it, it'll show you in the movie how they die but they die essentially and then um that daughter ends up with like the grandparents or no the aunt and uncle of uh tom holland's dad mm-hmm. and then um tom holland eventually ends up living with them too and so they're raised as brother and sister and you see the difference between them because Tom Holland isn't like uh he's super not religious, he's like against religion, but his sister is all about it. And it I, I find like that little thing of like, you know, one one was born or one was seen religion like as just like a part of their life where one was affected negatively by it. And that dynamic is a little interesting. And uh like the story progresses, there's some messed up stuff in it. Like, mm-hmm. like it's not like too messed up, but if you're not like, if you're not used to watching rated R movies, I guess, or if you've never seen a, a Tarantino film, then you're probably gonna be surprised by it. Um, there's also That's like a, kinda... there's also like a slight thing that I noticed was a new pastor comes to their town, who's like younger, mm-hmm. and he was forced into like learning the gospel. They were like they forced him into like a pastor college or something like that. A biblical college. 
And so he's like a terrible person. But the dude before him, you learn a little bit about him. And he's like an old man who found the gospel. And I, I, I like that. Like that. I'm probably over. I like that too of like the difference between like forcing religion on somebody. And um, like I said, eventually, like it might get to them thinking that because they know so much, quote unquote, know so much that they believe themselves to be the higher power versus people who have been through bad things and then saw the light of religion of the gospel and then became a better person because of that. And mm. it was just really interesting to that. Um, it was a good movie. It's not like amazing, like holy crap, but it's pretty good. Tom Holland's great. Uh, everybody in it is great. I'm just looking at the cast right now. I want to, I want to point out that you called him Edward Pattinson. But did I really? Ago. Yeah, you did. Oh, I'm sorry. Edward Batman. Um, do you know his, you know his actual name, right? Yeah, Robert Pattinson. Like, but he's, oh, uh, he will forever be known as Edward Cullen, won't he? He will yeah. forever be known. Oh, that sucks. It's not too, dude. Have you ever? I honestly like the Twilight movies. I feel like they don't get I, enough credit. Like they're they're good. Like they're not. I like saw comedy. the first one. Like I was dragged to the theater as a kid to see the first one mm. because that was back when the books were huge and mm. my mom and sister loved them and i i couldn't be left alone i was like <laughs> how old was i when the first twilight hit theaters the first one came out in like 2009 2010 i think so i was like it was 2008 so i was nine years old i was nine years old when this movie came out so i was not old enough to be mm. left alone in the eyes of my parents so mm. i like them i really mm. do <laughs> it was um it was funny because my cousin is like against them like he's like oh they're they're sad like he just like knows from the meme back in like 2013 when everybody was making fun of them um mm. but when we were in tennessee one was like we were playing pool and one was playing and he's like kind of watching it and i was just explaining him like the lore of the movies and everything and he was actually kind of into it and i was just like this character is actually really dope and he doesn't get enough credit because here's his backstory. And then he's like asking me questions. I'm like, yes, you get it. He's a really dope character. Are you uh, telling me you're a fan of Twilight? Yeah. Fan of Twilight. I watched them so, uh, with my mommy. So Team Jacob or Team Edward? Uh, if you're if you're comfortable answering the question, I don't know mm, how personal it is. I'm gonna say um team alice i'm gonna be real with you i kind of respect that answer <laughs> i don't know much about twilight but i know alice is pretty dope mm. um what who actually i guess team team edward yeah you have I to say team edward yeah jacob was kind of like weirdly obsessive so i'm gonna be honest with you I didn't get a big dose of Twilight. I got a big dose of Vampire Diaries growing mm, up. Mm -hmm. Like I got like I've seen almost every episode of the show Vampire Diaries and the show The Originals. Mm. Gotta be real with you, I kind of enjoyed The Originals. That I've was heard, a good show. I've heard. I don't know if I'm if I would like it. I've been told by friends that I would probably like it. 
I have no idea. And I don't feel like watching it. Just, I don't know. I'm lazy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's, it's... The Originals is a more grown-up version of Vampire Diaries. Mm. But it's weird because the show Vampire Diaries came after the making of... It came... It start, when did Vampire Diaries start? Mm. Yeah, we're we're two straight men. What? <laughs> For those listening. So, oh yeah, it started yeah. in 2009. So this show didn't start until a year after Twilight came out. And the books, Vampire Diaries, are older than the Twilight books. Hmm. So, I, I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. Now, there was a base in like vampire stuff, like magical creature stuff back then. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen a Vampire University? Yeah. Uh, it's the uh it's like trying to mix Harry Potter with uh vampires kind of. Mm-hmm. And I like vaguely remember it, but I remember thinking like this isn't that good. I'm like this is like entertaining enough, but I'm like it's not too good. Oh. Uh this isn't a vampire movie, but have you ever seen the movie The Covenant? Mm-mm. No. Okay. Watch it. The lore is fantastic. It's not about vampires. I'm just going to say The Covenant. Okay. Movie kind of sucks, but the lore... (laughs) Hold on. If I remember correctly, our main man, uh, Winter Soldier, is... uh... Oh, Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan. So it's like subpar movie with interesting lore. The 2006 The Covenant. Yeah, Sebastian Stan is in it. Oh, dope. So So it's like a Star Wars movie. Yeah, that's right. Star Wars isn't that great. Come at me. At everyone. So, there's a movie called The Covenant that came out in 2017. It's a completely different thing. Uh, okay. But watch the one that came out in 2006. Right. Just because the lore is fantastic. But back mm-hmm. to vampire shows. So I've seen so many vampire TV shows in my life because my mm-hmm. parents love them. I've seen... Of course, <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, yeah. and I'm currently rewatching Angel right now. I've also seen Forever Night. You ever heard of it? No, but it sounds so very vamp- gothic. So uh, it's Forever Night me. with a K because it's. I think his last name is Knight. <laughs> okay. So it's in the. They made it in the '80s, and it was a procedural cop show where the vampire is a detective and he's a good guy. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. They did it again with Angel and they did it again where every time a vampire goes good, it turns into a procedural cop show. And I think that's because of Forever Night. And he has a he has a relationship with the uh more or the what's her name? The mortician? <laughs> I think whatever the police version of the the forensics oh, uh, okay. person. Yeah. Like he has a crush on her. They end up having a relationship later in the show. She provides him with blood and he solves mis- like crimes. Okay. Because he doesn't want to kill people. Yeah. That sounds like um that one show, I Zombie. I've never seen it, but it sounds oh, yeah. similar to that. Mm-hmm. Same thing, but she's a zombie. <laughs> and it was made in like 2006 or something. Yeah. I wasn't into like 
uh like twilight was really the thing that i liked and i wasn't into it until like maybe 2012 probably earlier than that a little bit and like i said i i was i i watched it with my mommy and we love them those movies and we watched them together i remember like when the when breaking dawn part two came out i like rented it and i was like mom it came out and we like watched it that night and it gave me a forever uh, love of the song a Thousand Years by Christina Perry. I still love for that song. And I have converted others to also love that song. <laughs> Wait, what song was it again? A Thousand Years. I'm going to go. It, I'm going to look up A Thousand Years. It's a dope song. But. Damn, dude. I feel like that was so long ago. Is it, it, he said it by like, Christina Perry, right? Yeah. That's yeah. Said that. so my brain just exploded for three seconds. Mm. <laughs> Let me look at this. This is this is a 1.6 billion views. What yeah, pop because... shit are you having me listen to? Oh no, it's not pop at all. Oh my gosh, it's a freaking amazing song. It's a love song, and. Oh, like I'll—I'll I'll be honest. I cried when I first heard it. <laughs> when when that song came up in the movie, this is I'm a like, pop song. No, it's not. Okay, just because it's sad and just because she's singing slower doesn't make it not a pop song. It's not a pop song. Okay, You're that's wrong. fair. There's different <laughs> kinds of pop, but but all right. No, there isn't. I don't like bubblegum pop, and I will say it that way. I don't like bubblegum pop. This is not bubblegum pop, in case you're wondering. Okay. Well, it's not any type of pop. It it's, is pop. It's A Thousand Years by Christine Perry. It is different, because I said so. So what would you say Adele is? Adele? Um, Isn't she, like, racist now, because she wore that Jamaican thing? <laughs> I'm not asking about her as a person. <laughs> Adele? Uh, she's her own thing. She's Adele. That's fair. You could say the same about Christina Perry here. Yeah, because she is. Because she made that just for that song specifically. Oh my god. Okay, I the, my only problem with Twilight is sometimes some of the vampires look weird. Like the makeup they did and the hair they did for them. It just like, I don't know. <laughs> it just <laughs> looks weird. I mean, and this is coming from a guy who grew up watching vampire shows, so I know, like, how bad of a quality you can get. Yeah. And I've seen every kind of werewolf interpretation you can think of. Mm. I gotta say, have you ever seen the 2010 Wolfman movie? No. Uh, not great movie, but best <laughs> werewolf transformation and special effects you'll ever see in your life. Hmm. Yeah, I wasn't into horror movies, like, for the longest time. Okay, this song is actually very nice on the ears. But yeah, it is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be Very nice for the soul, too. I gotta, I've, I gotta show you, like, the original Wolfman and then show you the 2010 Wolfman. So the original Wolfman was made in 1941. And then they remade it in 2010. Mm. Very different movies. I, I would assume so. <laughs> okay. I'm going to spoil a little bit of it for you. Because, you All know, right. the original one came out like 70 years ago. 
Yeah. Uh, so if you haven't seen it yet, screw you. If you, you haven't seen a movie years. that came out 70 years ago, or if you haven't seen a movie that came out 10 years ago. You had your I chance. I don't know if it matters. So in the original, uh, Lawrence Talbot, the main character, who is played by Lon Chaney Jr., Amazing guy, Lon Chaney mm-hmm. Sr., amazing influential horror actor, but I don't need to get into that right now. Uh, so Lawrence Talbot returns home to a, I think it's a, supposed to be a Scottish village, but everybody has American accents. Uh, <laughs> that's how it is. And Lon Chaney Jr., giant man, mm-hmm. by the way. Not sure what this adds to the story. But he returns home to see his dad because... I believe it was his brother has been killed Ooh, by some oh creature. And they said that he's, when, when people ask about his accent, they're like, oh, he's been studying in America. Then why the hell does everybody oh. else have an American accent too? Oh. Um, it was the 40s. But <clears throat> the movie, his so in the beginning of the movie, he's given or he finds a silver cane in a shop that he really likes. The cane, mm. the handle of the cane is like a jumping wolf. Okay. And it's pure silver. And he carries this cane with him throughout much of the movie. And one of the things I love about the movie, and I'm not going to get too into it. It's so good. There's so many little details that are fantastic. But one of the great things is, you know, you get to see him go crazy. Like the human side of him. You get way more of the human side of him than you do of the wolf side of him in that movie. Mm-hmm. Which is fantastic. I love the yeah. whole Jekyll and Hyde thing. Mm-hmm. Craig! Craig, you're bad. Okay, so as I, as I was saying, um, you get to see like his psychological breakdown happen. And so okay, I'm skipping so many details. Ah, to explain this. So the wolf inside him tells him he's going to kill someone by showing him and only him a pentagram in the hand of his next victim. Oh, that's kind of cool. And he loses his shit when he sees in the hand of the woman he's fallen in love with a pentagram. Mm. So he tries to run away. And on this night, the whole town goes out to hunt the wolf. And he leaves his silver cane with his father. And his father joins the hunt. And he takes his son's silver cane with him. And there's a confrontation between the dad and his son as a wolf. And the dad beats his son to death with a silver cane. I mean, get over it. So was I. I'm, I'm, I'm Hispanic. We went through that too. Just walk it off. He beats him to death. And when it, he realizes that, you know, the wolf was his son, he doesn't see it as he killed his son. He sees it as he killed the wolf that killed his son. I mean, Which, yeah. <laughs> honestly, okay, uh, you have to watch the movie for it to yeah. be like a moment where you're like, God damn. Fuck, dude. But in the 2010 version, where the dad is played by Hannibal Lecter, uh, mm. literally, the guy who played Anthony Hopkins <laughs> yeah. is the dad. Um, where everyone kind of has accents because uh, they tried. 
Mm-hmm. Same same sort of thing, except for I don't think there's pentagrams in the hands, and it's really weird. When uh, the guy goes to confront his dad, turns out dad was the original werewolf. So you get a werewolf fight. Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, when the son turns on the dad is when he finds out that his dad ate his mom. <laughs> so, there was some shit that built up in this fight. Mm-hmm. And, oh my god, I don't... Oh, should I Should I even spoil you how this fight ends? Mm, nah. Oh, uh, it's so it. good! <laughs> The special effects for this movie are fantastic. Mm. By the way, they had a practical suit. It wasn't all CG. They had practical suits. Mm. That's one of the best ways to go. With hand-stitched yak hair making up every single suit. Oh, like the Grinch. (laughs) Dude, okay, let let me show you a picture of how good I love like the effects in this Mm. movie like uh, one of the best transformation scenes you'll ever see in your life Uh, so here's an image of like uh, one of the people in the suit standing next to somebody Mm. just look at that oh yeah that guy's Mm. really short (laughs) I don't I don't think that guy's that short. I think he is. I just it looks so good. I'm sending yeah, you more images it because dope. it's just like like that's an a shot from the film. Like look at that. And all oh, the the trans oh there's a scene where they have him in a hospital and they try and oh, let me show you like the one still that they like to show like you can see the the fangs pushing his teeth out. Mm. It looks really dope. That's all CG. It's pretty good. Like it, it like it, okay, it kind of looks like CG, but you're like that mm. also looks like it could be makeup. Yeah. It's so good. I love the little uh, details like the the teeth fall out and then the fangs are like pushing them out of the way. Mm. Oh, it's so cool. Oh, man. Like, the the movie is okay. It's a very graphic, graphic movie. Yeah. Like, so, if you don't like gore, and it's, ah, the shit that, visually, visually, this movie is just, oh, my God. (laughs) Ah, like, I don't even care that the story and the acting is like okay, the acting's not bad. It's just like the writing mm-hmm. that is like bleh. But it's oh, funny how whenever you talk about like horror movies, like usually horror mo- movies specifically, you become like me. <laughs> Do I really? <laughs> Where you're just like like you're not like, oh the special effects are amazing because of this. You're just like, dude, the special effects are just like oh, you know? Yes! <laughs> Look at this! Like you, you really just become like me. It's strange mm. to hear. Except that's just how I talk normally. 
I will say, like, doing the podcast has, like, has made me better at articulating my thoughts. Because I don't want to bore have... people with lack of detail. <laughs> I've noticed. Oh, by mm. the way, uh, Lawrence Talbot is played by Benicio Del Toro. If you like that guy or know who he is. Mm, yeah, I know him. He does That's great. Cool. Anthony Hopkins does great. Mm. The writing is just... <laughs> so i know we were talking before and i was like oh we already brought up uh ruth bader ginsburg mm-hmm. uh last time uh of course there's been like an uproar in what's happened with that because uh trump has been like campaigning to get her seat replaced but of course you know with literally everything he says there's proof of like when it was obama and he was like halfway through his second term or something like that Mm -hmm. um he said he should wait till next year or for the next president to assign an empty uh seat and uh he's like trying to get some woman from florida and i was just like it was some like spanish woman and i'm like okay Mm -hmm. All right, doesn't sound like Trump, but okay. And then somebody showed me a tweet where it was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm not gonna remember this. I don't even have it saved because I didn't like." I, I me going through like the media and everything, or like news and stuff. This I I know I told you about this. How I as I'm like watching more about like what Trump does and says and everything that's going on, it's just like too much now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because, I, I, like, I, I watched the I watched an interview with Trump where this woman was asking him, "Uh, you admitted that you were downplaying the virus, meaning you knew the existence of the virus in like January, but what did you do in February? Like, what did you do with the time that you bought?" And he was like, "What do you mean? We did a lot." I was like, "There was no, there was no cases in in January." It's like, yes, February. And he was like, I don't know what you mean. We did a lot. And he's freaking, he's like, you're a disgrace. You know, you're a disgrace. You're really disgraceful. You know that you're fake news and you're just trying to push your own agenda. It's like, freaking answer that. Like, he literally. I was just asking about a different month. Yeah. He literally throws a fit in the middle of this interview. And it, like, it frustrated me so bad. Like, I, I oh. turned off my phone and I just set it beside me and I just laid down in my bed in silence for like 15 minutes. That's like, I don't know if this makes any sense, but that's kind of like if a dude breaks up with a girl mm. or a girl breaks up with a guy. Let's make the guy the bad guy in this context because okay. I've heard of a lot okay. of sexist bastards today talk. So, mm. um, let's say the guy's like, I don't know why my girl dumped me. He's like, oh, what do you mean? And he goes, we were doing great in July. Mm. Like, dude, it's September. Yeah, but we were doing great in July. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't ask you about July. I'm asking you about <laughs> September. Yeah, I mean, we all know about the freaking Trump admitting that he downplays the virus. And, of course, now is saying that he never said that, even though there's little audio. But I told you about the thing about... um how he said it wasn't his fault. It was actually um, 
Booker's fault. I think that's a dude's name who recorded him. And he was like, why didn't he present it to the media before this? I was like, how is it his fault <laughs> that you said these things? It's just, he, he irritates me so much. Like, please, people, go out and vote. Um, we were talking a little bit about or that. Or stay too. home and vote over the mail. Yeah, I'm, the mail. we're both voting through the mail. Um, something I recommend you guys do is look up a sample ballot. You can go on vote.org and you put in, like, your – you check your voter registration stuff, and there's, like, links and stuff. Um, it's pretty easy to find to show you your voter information. And then there's a separate button that says, like, when you go on that page, that says um, sample ballot. And you click on that, and it gives you uh, essentially what the ballot is. And I say look over that because I was thinking the reason the way I found it was I was, I realized I know that the ballot's not just going to be Biden, Trump, like in big letters, like yes or no. So I knew that there was a lot of other like politics that come in this election. Oh, yeah. I and, ask you a lot of, about a lot of policies and things. right? Yeah. Now. And yeah. so it. It showed me I'm like, I don't know any of these people. And so I'm going to like uh well not this week this weekend because i'm going to be busy but um over the next couple days try and research as much as i can about all the other people and all the uh the new policies and whatever um i think there's even a sheriff no maybe not a sheriff but um i don't know it depends on your state but i recommend you guys do that it's a good way to better to make a more informed decision um this is like do your research. Oh gosh, form yeah. your own opinions. You couldn't hear it, but like with that little pause right after I said that, I just went, oh my gosh. But like <laughs> I stepped back in my seat because oh, this election, we all know, settle for Biden. He's good enough. <laughs> gosh. I'm not going to say who I'm voting for. But it's probably Vernon Supreme, right? We'll see. Yeah, it's Vernon Supreme. <laughs> you know who Vernon? If anybody doesn't know, Vernon Supreme is that guy who wears a boot on his head, and he's on TikTok. Um, he wears a boot on his head, and he wears like a dirty trench coat. He looks like a homeless man, and he runs for president every year, every election, and he wants to give every American a free pony. And I think, like, give free candy to everybody or something like that. Why haven't we voted for him? <laughs> where the fuck is my pony? <laughs> but I don't... Where will we put the ponies? I just have mine like a dog. Just inside the house. If everyone had a pony, there would be policies in place and systems and things for make to make it easy for us to take care of the ponies. Everybody would have a fucking pony. Are you sure about right. that? America's not the best at making policies to I didn't say citizens. America would do it. Well, I'll tell you that back. There would be systems in place to make it easier to take care of our ponies. Why? Mm. Because private industry would step the fuck up. True, true. Tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. Exactly. <laughs> I do. It's strange, these freaking things, like, I started writing down some things, and I stopped, 
because I got too frustrated, but I have a list of Trump, stupid things Trump said, and one of them was uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's last request um, was that the next president fill her seat, and somebody asked him about that, and he was like, well, we have to look into that because I'm pretty sure that Nancy Pelosi made that up for her own personal gain. It's like, like, and I'm pretty sure that the final request came from like a family member or something. I'm not sure about that. You can do your own research. Um, something I want to talk about, but I'm gonna to have to wait till next week because I didn't finish my research. Was the uh, new education system that Trump talked about, which is oh literally God. like pure like fascist like nazi propaganda teaching literally just the good parts of america and like completely erasing um slavery and everything bad and i think i said it last time that in reference to slavery and systematic racism he called it a web of lies and it's like come on dude even though he admitted on the same tape of the coronavirus like uh, playing it down that there is systematic racism in America, and oh my gosh, like here's the thing. I've said this before. When it comes to Trump, it is no longer a matter of politics. This isn't what did what if what did he mean when he said this thing. It's not like he might have said this. He might have done this. It's become a question of morals. Because he has done so much bad and constantly does bad. And if you choose to continue following him, that shows me honestly the kind of person you are. That you are able to forgive anything blindly. And especially and it's very clear because when something is finally proven right, everybody goes quiet. On his his cult goes quiet. You know, in the instance of the uh, 13-year-old autistic boy who was shot, there was no uproar from from the Trump call or the All Lives Matter, uh, Blue Lives Matter people. Absolutely silent. <laughs> and even worse than just accepting him and saying that he's a good person despite all the things that he's done and said, is if you try and defend it, like let alone just say whatever, I still think this, when you defend the things that he's done like obvious things you know him saying that he's gonna try and make an executive order to make it so biden can't be president that's clear fascism the thing that he says he's against trump is literally everything that he hate that he spreads hate about except for an immigrant or any person of color or a woman other than those things, he's everything that he that he spreads propaganda against, and it's so very clear. And there's even gotten to a point where there's a trend now on TikTok of Trump supporters um, taking off their hats, as it says, where they essentially they're wearing like a MAGA hat, Trump hat, whatever, and they're explaining like why they no longer believe in Donald Trump, and they take it off. Some have burned it, like stuff like that. Um, you know, it, no. it very clear, you know, um, there's also been an uproar in the, uh, in like sports that there was, it was two teams 
um, locked arms to make a wall together. Uh, locked arms to show like unity in protest of uh, of uh, systematic racism and to stand up for equality. This was not during the national anthem or anything. This is just the, what they did. And so people started booing them. People made tons of Facebook, Instagram, whatever, social media posts. So it's very clear that it is not just about the anthem. It is very clear that those people, what those people are actually against. It is not about the anthem. It is not about the flag. It is about the stance that people should be equal. And you don't like that because it makes you feel smaller. It makes you feel less important. And guess what? Nobody's important. You all suck. Everybody sucks. Everybody's terrible. You could try to be less terrible. Simply saying that people should have value as human beings, being a controversial statement, is sickening. It's terrible, especially in a country that prides itself on so-called freedom and equality and equal opportunity. It's a disgrace. It really is. Mm. If you if you bleed, I don't know. If you bleed, don't that make you the same as everybody else? Yeah, I know. I, I, talk- I don't. I, yeah, I know. I know. No, you got something? Go ahead. No, no, no. I was gonna say. Uh, I never. Like when I was younger, I kind of understood. Like, and this sucks to say, but I kind of understood prejudice in the sense that not liking someone for something. But I never mm. understood thinking yourself better because you're different. Mm. Because like, the only thing that I would say, uh, like the only reason I would say, like I'm better than like the average white person is like because I make pretty good food. <laughs> That's it. Like I know I how to know. cook because my mom taught me. But other than uh, that, <laughs> unfortunately, I can't say I'm better than the average Hispanic person because I'm a fairly <laughs> handy person. Because most Hispanic people I've met are fairly handy fucking people. Mm. Uh, except for I don't know about you I've never seen you hold a tool in my entire life um, I mean in no. our entire relationship you don't you don't use tools very much do you no I'm not like a handyman type of thing I'm not like a um you know work on a car kind of guy I'm the more like haul logs and move them from point A to point B all day oh, and dig holes fair. kind of guy I like home improvement stuff too. Don't get me wrong. Mm. I like learning how to do home improvement stuff, like laying tile. I hate plumbing, but I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, electrical is a pain in the ass. I, I like patching walls and installing things here and there, and mm-hmm. putting together <clears throat> furniture is a pain in the ass. But if you're with the right people, like, oh my god, putting furniture together with Lexi. Mm. It's so much better than anyone else. <laughs> I don't... This might sound weird, but... I am so happy... And I'm sorry, Georgie, for saying this. I am so happy that I'm in a relationship with someone mm. who I can work with yeah. and do productive yeah. things with and mm. we don't get in each other's way or piss each other off. Whoa. <laughs> it's so nice. I wouldn't know. You have Antonio. You know damn well. <laughs> okay. 
Could you and Antonio build <laughs> an Antonio argued bookcase? all the time. <laughs> you do? Could you build an IKEA bookcase together without arguing? Yes. Oh, without arguing? No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> no, absolutely. Because he would be... Antonio's the kind of guy who, like... You never know if he's going to follow the instructions or think that he's too smart for instructions. Because he can be either like, don't worry, I got this, and then he fails. Or he's like, no, we need to do everything that the instruction says exactly as it says. You're all stupid for not doing it. And then he'll probably like still fail. <laughs> not calling him out or anything. Not calling him dumb or anything. He knows. Um, I just think it would be funny to see either of you with a power drill. I've done some stuff. I helped um I helped build benches for my church. Uh ah, hey. So you Yeah. So can. you can be handy if you wanna I, be. Yeah. Just like tell me what to do, I'll figure it out. <laughs> um just like car okay. stuff I can't do. I'm I'm not a car guy like whatsoever. Look. If it's anything simple that is wrong with your car, I could teach you how to do it. I'm like the like I'm 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 a ghetto mechanic in which I just like fix problems. <laughs> like I can show you how to fix it the right way. You don't have to remember what anything is called, but I can show you how to do it. Yeah, no, like uh, I, I'll tell you what everything's called, but you ain't got to remember. No, like uh, my car has a couple problems, and I remember I was like driving with my friends one time, and the car just like stopped, and I was like. Uh, okay and i like reach into the back and grab like a small two by four open up the trunk and then like if you were just from their point of view you just hear a loud bang and then i'll come in and restart the car <laughs> because what, what i'm do? doing is, um the like things for my uh battery would, like disconnect to like smack it back into place oh your battery terminals were disconnected yeah um, so just do that and then she's like what the hell just happened I'm like i fixed it oh, <laughs> they, oh and they thought you you actually did some like super mechanic shit and you just made a connection better yeah <laughs> oh okay i'm gonna talk about an engine for like one second and okay. i'm so okay i felt so good so me and my school friend he and mm. i uh, and another guy we've sort of become school friends with. We were working together on a project. We changed out the crankshaft in an engine, and we basically we cleaned it up. We we got everything working better. We put it back in a truck. She runs. Huh. Georgie, she fucking runs. Well, how do you know it's a she? Did you ask her? It's a vehicle. It's a she. It's an engine. It's a she. She I mean, fucking runs. She. It's 2020. You don't know what she identifies as, or it, what they identify as. I don't give are a you, fuck. It, are you pretty bigoted, man? You know, free cancel Dakota right now, everybody. Okay, cancel to me, Twitter. But I'm gonna say <laughs> this vehicle fucking runs. <laughs> I took part in disassembling an engine and putting it together. Mm. and reinstalling and i helped pull the engine but i'm putting the engine back in and making sure everything was good and she fucking cranked up mm. pretty dope. and oh dude let me tell you i had to i had to keep my foot slightly down on the gas i had no idea what i was doing but <laughs> my teacher had me keep the, my foot down on the gas pedal and let it at 2000 revs just leave mm -hmm. it there 
and so the engine could like warm up and like get better and they could add coolant and stuff mm-hmm. she sounds good like i'm just so happy yeah. you know like i didn't break it my mm-hmm. none of us broke it we did so good like it was a team effort don't get me wrong but me myself and i i am happy mm-hmm. oh, yeah i was no i was thinking about this today about like um how happy i'm gonna be once i like complete my like first dish like something new that i've never done before like in uh culinary school mm-hmm. or my culinary class um should we talk yeah sure let's talk about it um <clears throat> we talked about this yesterday about how for the longest time i i've always wanted to go to my, my mission an lds mission and i still want to but it's become a point where the question is now whether i can because of everything that's going on and i mean like coronavirus um specifically uh for those who don't know uh in the lds church there is a i guess tradition or something where you would um spend two years preaching the gospel um and in whatever location they decide for to send you and uh so i was gonna do that i was raising money for myself Uh, i worked for about a year and a half to get the money and then now um I don't know whether or not it's going to happen, which sucks, honestly. But for the first time in my life, I've had, I have options now where I really have to think about what's next because my life has been pretty much just like the mission and then after that. But now it's like, okay, if I don't do the mission, then what am I going to do? And that's why I've been looking at like tech schools and stuff. Um, uh, I know my brother's probably like, crossing his arms right now sitting back in his chair like just like well you already know you you can come to you he's probably gonna text me he's gonna do the same thing he did with the other episode where he's just gonna text me come to utah and i am i'm co- i'm going over or, in november so. <laughs> or, or you know you can go to my school yeah that's the other thing is there there's an option my school, school needs needs people like you i know we need we need culinary students. The culinary program needs to survive. Yeah. Uh, but it's strange because like, you know, it, it's the mission isn't secure anymore, and I'm looking for options, and I have to like, I have to still talk to my parents about it. Um, because still my dad calls every once in a while from mm-hmm. his work, and he's just like, "So how are the mission papers going?" And it's kind of awkward because today he called me, and I was just like, "Well, they're finished." And he was like, okay, good. What else is next? And then, like, I told him what else, but I'm like, like, I'm done, kind of, but I don't know if I want to submit it because I don't know what's going to happen next. It's so unsecure at this point. Mm -hmm. And I talked to uh, my bishop about it, and he's a good dude and everything, but he was kind of just like, you know, I think you should do it. Uh, And to give a little context, so when there was like a massive spike in cases everywhere, um back in about march uh pretty much every missionary that was out on the field was recalled home for a a time to quarantine and then to spend some time like at home essentially and they were given a choice whether they want to leave the mission completely like end it there 
um, wait until all this passes over or continue their mission in the States, like, as soon as possible. Uh, of course, Antonio came back. Uh, I illegally went to go see him because I was not. I He was told specifically not to see me. <laughs> uh, like two star-crossed lovers. You I, I'm assuming because I know the state president and he's not like, he's very like, I don't add to him. He, he's a good dude. I like him, but he's very much Mormon. And so he probably thought like, oh, if you meet with Jorge, he's, you're going to talk you out of going on your mission because he hasn't gone yet. And I hate him because he hasn't gone and he's not a spiritual person. And he also had his hair long once and he wears ripped jeans. So he's the devil. Anyways. Um, <laughs> in the middle of one of your sermons, not to, I don't, I don't want to be religiously disrespectful. I'd never do this, but uh-huh. I kind of just want to like shimmy into the room. <laughs> it's like, Hey, I'm Georgie or Jorge's friend. Mm. And just ripped jeans, rings, like my hair is everywhere. And mm. I want to wear like my most graphic band shirt with a black jacket on. I just want to be shimmying in, dancing like an old man, just slowly <laughs> walking up to the the preacher or the bishop or whatever, just like, yo, what's up, my finger guns? <laughs> Well, like, if you did yo, that, they would, they would know immediately that you're my friend. Oh, really? <laughs> like, you wouldn't even have to say you're there with me. They would just see you come in and they're like, oh, that's, that's his friend. <laughs> so, I'm Especially, not here for any religious reason. I'm just here to see Horha. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, man. I don't know. Um, what was the thing? Oh, yeah. Antonio came back. Um, wasn't allowed to see him. I still went to go see him, of course. Uh, we had a good discussion about whether or not he should continue the mission. He <laughs> decided to continue. Uh, I need a drink. <laughs> and um, so I talked to another friend of mine, uh, another bishop, my ex- my old bishop. And it was we had a really good conversation. He was just telling me, he was like, you know, dude, like, I don't blame you. I don't blame you being worried or anything. And... I like I I see where you're coming from. Like if I was in your shoes back in my day, I I would be exact. I'd be exactly the same. I'd be feeling the exact same things, thinking the same thing. And I was like, yeah, I feel like if, cause like Antonio specifically, but other people have told me that are on the mission that pretty much they sit at home a lot because, um, they're not allowed to like go out and preach. So they pretty much look for people through Facebook and um. I think maybe Instagram, but I doubt that maybe uh, to reach out to people and teach lessons over Zoom calls and such. And one thing, I'm not sure if I can do that. And two, it's like I'm going to do nothing and I feel like I could have my time better spent, you know, studying to get my culinary arts degree. And I told him that and... He was just like, I was just like, oh, I was looking at tech school. And he's like, tech school? What What do you want to do? I was like, oh, culinary arts. He's like, culinary arts? Yes, that's great. That's a great skill. You should definitely do that if you don't go on your mission. And he was just like, I, I know I told you this. I was like, he was just so positive. And mm-hmm. like, I was just like, oh, my gosh, I feel so good. Like, He's uh, what you want out of like a positive, like religious figure in your life. Like, to I guess. Wise and, like, he. He takes that mentor role well. Yeah, like he, he's like, yeah, he's a great dude. I, I've asked him for advice. Like, he's one of the few like 
dudes that I ask for advice and he's giving me great advice every time. He's great, great dude. I, I absolutely love him. I love talking to him. Um, we had a good discussion about that, about like, you know, future plans, about my friends that are living their lives out. And I told him and you this, that I feel like my life for at least the past like year and a half, um, especially within these last couple months has feel like, has felt like I'm like, my life is literally in on hold. And it's like, it feels like I'm in gridlock traffic. And mm -hmm. like, I'm like about to go out on my exit or like that I need to go on that I want to go on. But then like a toll on the side just opened up but I don't know where it goes. It's like towards the same direction as the where, where I'm going, but I don't know where that road leads exactly. And it's becoming to the point where I'm like, that might be a viable option. So I got to see. Um, I, I thought I told you, because <clears throat> I would like to stay here. Uh, well, one thing I need to get out of Florida and I might honestly just move out with my brother for a couple months just to get some work, like work a little bit. Um, possibly school. I don't know. I had to see still the school uh, here and over there, but I really got to explore my options right now. And it's strange because I've never been one to plan like this. And uh, I know my parents, I, I told my, my mom that I want to do culinary school. And she was just like, cool, great. Like she's fully supports it. But like, um, of course I haven't told her it might be instead of the mission. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, the fear of like what my parents will say, but less so that, but more because I kind of have a history of like starting things and not finishing them. Mm -hmm. And I know my parents bring it up like a lot. And I also, there is a little bit of like an expectation and like disappointment of me not serving a mission which is why I want to like sit down with both of them and like talk to them, like really just talk to them instead of just bringing it up. Like, you know what? I'm not going anymore. I'm going to do school. Um, I really want to talk to them about like, you know, I have options now and I'm not sure really which one to take because on one hand I could be just sitting in a, in an empty apartment talking to people I barely know over Facebook for like a couple hours and then spend the rest of the time just sitting at home essentially doing nothing where instead I could do something that I really do enjoy until like recently that I discovered that I really do enjoy cooking where I thought, you know, that could be a career path. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I guess I got to see. Um, this is the first time in my life also where I'm taking like advice from people. Like I I'm like asking pretty much people that I trust. I'm like, you know, I'm just telling them and then getting their input and it feels good because I'm getting both sides of, like, you know, whether or not I should do uh, whatever. Um, I pretty it? much oh. just told you if you decide to stay here and go to my school, like, yo. Yeah. <laughs> we can do the apartment, bro. Yeah. Uh, that's that another thing. It's, like, because of... Possibilities. Um, yeah. It's, like, if I live with my brother, I'd, I live, like, mostly rent-free. And so that's why I'm thinking I might just go out there for a couple months just to like, I won't have to pay rent and I won't be in Florida and I can make some money and then I'll come mm -hmm. back probably depending on the schooling. I still got to see that. Um, got some other people that I, I want to talk to about it because there's some, there's like very yeah. few people that I legitimately trust 
with mm. like telling this to and not only that but to get the input of that um even though i just spoke it out into the podcast but whatever <laughs> oh uh not sure if this helps but you mm. can start at my school in january mm. like you have the option of starting in august or in january it doesn't matter which yeah so if you're like going there for a couple of months and like that school only starts in August, you could come mm. down here and start in January at yeah. my school. Yeah, I really got to see. And it's it's strange, but I'm like excited either way, honestly. Like I would love to go on a mission. It might feel like it sucks, but either way, I'm excited to go either path. I just, you know, it's kind of, it literally is like a fork in a road for the first time in my life where it's two big decisions. And, um, I'm not just going to make a decision. I'm going to ask around. I I got people I trust that I will talk to about this. Um, obviously got to tell my parents because I want them to be a part of it, part of the decision, Mm. part of my life and everything. Um, you know, there's certain things I know we've talked about you and me moving in together. Mm -hmm. And then there's also, of course, like I keep on bringing up and I know he's going to hate it because he's going to be like, you keep on bringing it up, but you're not, I don't see you buying a plane ticket, but you know, living with my brother, um, who can kind of like guarantee me a job. Uh, I, he just knows a lot. I of people. can't do that. He, 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 a hoe, he, a hoe, he, he, he know a lot of people, you know, I, I can't selling ass. Uh, <laughs> I, I can i can assist in the living arrangements yeah but i can't promise a job unless you want to be a lube technician <laughs> we'll see <clears throat> we'll see i i am grateful though like i was thinking about this today about my old construction job was that was probably the last time i did any like heavy lifting like one of my last days i think my like last week i did a erosion control which everybody hates it's pretty much digging holes and like Mm. building fences and stuff oh wait couldn't you go back to construction and get your old job back i probably could but i don't want to (laughs) Uh, i mean that's that's fair that's the thing it's like i i I hated that um, dude yeah chilies yeah that's a thing too yeah (laughs) i was thinking about that too yeah that's yeah that's the thing i I got a lot And, and that would feed into the career yeah i know (laughs) you got you got a fuck ton of options yeah i know and it it feels great honestly that i'm not just like it's not very narrow paths there are things that can help me either way i go you know um it feels good but you know my construction job i i hated that job but i'm so great about it uh for dave fisher if you're out there um that's a fake name by the way but <laughs> um, um you're out there but yeah. he knows who he is he gave me like he gave me that job um i honestly so grateful i'm eternally grateful for that job i hated it i really did hate it um <clears throat> it was honestly miserable to be out there and i didn't do much but it was I, I can't describe it it was just miserable to be out there but it enabled me to do great things and I don't mean, like, take a different career path or anything or, like, discover myself. But I mean, like, it, it enabled me. I made a lot of money, and I was able to do a lot of things that I liked. You know, I was able to um, help out and for me to go for the first time 
to El Salvador and Honduras to see my parents' home countries for the first time in my life. Um, I took many trips to just see people, which was honestly great to do. It felt really great. There was a lot of leniency with my specific position. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful for the things that it gave me, you know. And, and I made the decision to raise the money myself uh, mm-hmm. over like a year because <clears throat> a lot of people, I, I know people, I know rich white people who would have gladly play, uh, paid for my mission, but I made the decision to pay it myself. And I'm glad I did that. Not only because I got to kind of have fun, but also, you know, learn what it is to have a job. Um, and we and got to hang out. Stuff. Yeah, that's true. That too. Yo, oh. If I was on my dude, if I was on my mission though, if I had like somebody pay for my mission, we wouldn't have this podcast right now. Uh, no, we also wouldn't be that close to friends. Yeah, we would have been friends in high school, and that's about it. Yeah, damn, true. Which <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think I'd just be friends with Trev. Mm. Honestly, he might be my only. Friend. Oh my gosh. You guys would have a podcast called like Fantastic Friend. Earth of Earth of Jelly. (laughs) Earth of Jam Podcast. (laughs) We didn't even call this the World of Peanut Butter Podcast when we opened up the intro today. Like we didn't even we didn't even say we just started talking. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, welcome to the World of Peanut Butter Podcast. We're about to end it in like the next 15 (laughs) minutes. No. I'm your host, Jorge. This is my co-host, uh, Dakota. Uh, Why am I the co-host? Why aren't you the co-host? Well, if you opened up, if you opened it up, then you'd say the co-host. No, I'd have to say I am co-host, Dakota. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I mean, like, you'd be like, I'm Dakota. This is my co-host, Jorge. If, like, you opened up. Huh? All right, we should we do a, a rap duo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't rap. You can't? No, not at all. Alright, alright. Hit me with your best your best line. Um doesn't have to rhyme. Alright. <clears throat> I broke up with my ex girl. Here's her number. Psych! That's the wrong number. <laughs> See. I was going to try and come up with a line that rhymes with that, but then you memed it up. Yeah. Uh, I'm insulted. The listeners can't see, but when I said, here's her number, I just sent the number five to Dakota. <laughs> all right. All right. Let me, let me try. Okay. Hold up. This is going to be so bad. Here we go. Okay. Uh, she probably left her because you found her and you bonded over Tumblr. Uh, that's, all, that's, all, that's all I got. Y'all bonded over Tumblr. I told... I, <laughs> do you remember I told you about my... um? I used to I, write poetry and I still want to get back into writing poetry. My poetry never rhymed. I wrote like a little bit. <clears throat> my poetry rhymed really well. I, I liked playing with rhymes a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, playing with rhymes are so fun. Mm. I tried to write raps. I had to do this because 
I was listening to a song, <clears throat> um, The Who's Wolf Totem, and the mm. beat and everything, it sounds really good where we can make like a rap to it, or you can rap to it. And uh... I tried to make some raps, and the only lyrics that came to my head were about being depressed so... and being gay. You're talking okay, so you're talking about the original Wolf Totem, the original version. Yeah. Not to like burst your bubble or anything, but uh, this happened. I'm not sure you know. I yes, I saw that. I I refuse to watch it. Why? I just I don't know. Something something I don't like it. Listen to it. It's not that bad. Huh. Look, do you do you like Papa Roach? Uh, I knew like two songs, two or three songs. Okay. Um, one of them was, of course, Last Resort, and I don't remember what the other two were. Honestly, uh, Papa Roach has some good music, and mm-hmm. this <clears throat> Jacoby Shaddix did not do that bad of a job on this. Huh. We'll see. Seriously, just listen to it. Yeah. If All you right. hate it, you can punch me later. <laughs> I'll punch you. You gotta introduce me to. If I punch you, then you're not gonna introduce me to the girl. Of my girl of my what? Dreams. Oh, for a the second I thought Discord dream. was like, nope, he doesn't even get to say it. I thought <laughs> I heard it was girl of. Oh. Yeah, the girl of my dreams. Billie Eilish. <laughs> oh yeah, I have to like carry you. Yeah. Through a mosh pit. I don't know why there'd be a mosh pit at a Billie Eilish concert, but you never know. And we have have... to... uh, (laughs) Hold on. Trev and I gotta get really good at our squats. Because we have to basically squat down and throw you. Like, squat down, straighten up, and throw. Like, it's gonna have to be like a heave-ho thing. Mm. We might need some extra muscle. I was talking to a friend, um, and she's like kind of weird like me. Um, I don't know why I said like me. Never mind. Why did I say that? Anyways, um, so we were. She was talking about how she wanted to start a band, mm-hmm. and she was like, "I was like, what's your target demographic?" And one of her demographics were like sixty to eighty year olds, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, dude, I want a wall of death on in that concert." <laughs> Fuck yeah! Old people love metal shows. Have you seen pictures of old people at metal shows? Oh, no. they're amazing. great. I was okay. I was at a Five Finger Death Punch concert, and mm. there was an old woman who was like in her seventies there with some other people, and they did the death wall. They carried her out of the way, and she was screaming and hollering and whooping for the death wall. And it came crashing in, and the mosh pit started. And I just saw her try and run in, and somebody grabbed her. I was like, no. <laughs> Old people want to fucking mosh. They're just not, they're not who they, they're not as young as they used to be. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's oh, that would suck if I was like an old man and I was like, but I want to go in the pit. But I'm fragile now. Dude, being, I mean, I've only been 21 Pilots concerts, but being in the pit is like freaking amazing. I don't understand how anybody sucks. Okay. First off, you said you've been in a pit at a 21 Pilots concert. Therefore, you've never been in a pit. It's called the pit. It's, it's the pit. We don't get You've dude, never really moshed. When they switch uh when they switch stages, 
Like, that's pretty wild. <laughs> like uh, that's like everybody's pretty chill. It's a really good environment. But then when they switch stages, because they have a, a part in the show where it's from the main stage in front of us, and then they have a stage like in the middle of the stadium that they switch to via sky bridge or whatever usually and when they do that dude all hell breaks loose i have seen like people literally like throw people over their shoulders to get over to that stage when they because they run over and they do all bets are off the people dude. literally the animals which is so weird because it's a 21 pilots concert i feel bad for some of the people at rockville like the mosh pit got so crazy at a Avenged Sevenfold performance that mm-hmm. um, M Shadows, the lead vocalist, he stopped everything when he saw someone suplex somebody on oh the track. <laughs> like he had everyone stop because it was getting too crazy. They had an ambulance come through and like a gurney was pushed through the crowd to get this person. Dude landed on his neck in a metal trash can. Dude, <clears throat> every time That's I hear not the word good, suplex, but yeah, oh. I, every time I hear the word suplex, it makes me think of Logan Paul. Um, so he has like a a contract for every member of his team, you know, his production team, and everybody who joins mm-hmm. his like company. And um, one of them, one of the like the rules or whatever that says like on the waiver. It says if you ever try to um, sue Paul, then you will be suplexed <laughs> by Logan Paul. <laughs> and it's like on an actual legal document. And <laughs> uh, that's funny. I watched okay. his recent uh, pod- I doubt. Have you ever seen Impulsive, his podcast? I've seen clips from it. It's great. It's honestly really good. Um, I kind of modeled this podcast like a little bit loosely off of his. Oh, I'm um, disgusted now. How dare you? No, no, only because it's like because they talk about whatever. They literally have like go from like politics to just like talking about like penises, and then they'll be like, "Here's why religion is good," right. and then someone will be like, Here's "I'm not why gonna lie, I still feel like my conversation about the Wolfman was cut short because I could go on and on <laughs> and on." And on. You want to talk to me about any horror movie I've gotten obsessed with and learned the history of? I could go on for hours about every single one. I know you can. That's like me with dreams. If nobody ever tells me to stop, I will continue. Uh, <laughs> horror movies are just so fascinating. See, there's not much I'm passionate about. <clears throat> I am passionate about fixing things writing things which i haven't done nearly enough of and uh film Mm. and i used to have a very very strong passion for music i still kind of do like i want to pick up my guitar every now and again and play and sing a little bit but my drive to be a musician is not nearly as strong as it was when i was in high school yeah i never really wanted to be a musician i just like i would just like to learn how to play music i want to learn how to sing that's one thing like Dude, fucking, I, like, I was in chorus for seven years. I could give you the unorthodox fucking singing lessons. <laughs> All right, now take this rubber chicken, slide, slide it between your butt cheeks, and pretend you're in the old west. Wait, oh, what? just do yeah. it. <laughs> okay, you you want you actually want to know a trick that involves your butt while singing? Sure, tell the audience. So if you're trying to hit a really high pitch that you feel like is like 
at the top of your range. Never, don't hurt yourself. Don't strain your voice. Be very careful about that. Breathe mm -hmm. with your stomach. Like use your diaphragm. But if you're trying to hit that really high pitch and you're coming out like just a little flat, when you're about to hit that note, clench your butt cheeks. I'm gonna remember that. It it you it'll give you that like little bit of oomph to hit that note dead on. I mean, I'm not guaranteeing anything, but this is a trick I learned from someone who was considered one of the best choral directors in Central Florida. So, yeah, I'd have to get used to that because I'm used to opening my butt cheeks instead. Wait, I mean, never mind. Just clench your butt cheeks when you're going for that <laughs> high note. Also, <laughs> to help with your tone. Mm. So, um, like smile and then open your mouth. And like as if you're like going to bite an apple, like the corners of your mouth are really high. Mm. If you sing like that, it sharpens your notes a little bit, keeps them from sounding flat, and opening your mouth like that increases your volume and it helps with tone. I'm not saying you should sing every song like that. I'm just saying that it's okay. If you're singing by yourself, of course, you should experiment with the sound of your voice and figure whatever sounds good to you. But I'm just saying little tricks that. It's not all about how you breathe. That is a very important part. You must understand the foundations of breathing. But a lot of times, you know, you can do physical things to change the tone and the sound of your voice. As Georgie destroys his voice in the background. <laughs> I am no expert by any means. I just spent a lot of time in high school in music classes. I wonder how many people actually tried to, like, uh, maybe not sing, but like did the mouth thing because I was actually doing that. I wasn't just making noises. <laughs> like the the corners of your mouth higher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, my choral director always said, just imagine yourself biting an apple and like, oh, I, the way you'd open your mouth. Oh, I don't like apples. Can it be a pear? Sure. Like if you're gonna bite, a, like raise the corners of your mouth, like you're about to bite a pear. Like that's how open your mouth should be when you're trying to hit like a loud note. Uh. uh... Like, if you're singing words and you're trying to, like, force the corners of your mouth up, it will completely change the tone. And, like, the it, and a lot of times it helps you stay on pitch a little better if you're flat. Now, if you're sharp, I don't know how to help you very much because I was a bass. All of my issues were being flat. Oh, it kind of, it kind of does change. Yeah. See? <laughs> See, whatever I'm talking about a little bit. I think of like BGs because that's what I sing when I want to sing like high notes. And you can actually hit them. I heard you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, when I sing high, I'm way better. You might be a tenor. You no. and I have polar opposite voices when we sing. Uh, I can't be a tenor because, um, well, I can't say whether or not I'm a tenor. Because I like to leave my sexuality ambiguous. Okay. Um. <laughs> uh, there's some things the world must never forget. Mm -hmm. And um, I discovered this long ago. Yes. This How wonderful, wonderful thing. Mm. You want to... You wanna you wanna tell the lovely listeners what it is? Always wipe. I mean, yes, that's true. Always wipe <laughs> and put some soap in your ass. Mm. Rinse that soap out. 
no more stanky ass. Mm-hmm. But lesson number the, the more okay, that's lesson number two. But what's lesson number one? Like what is like what is the, the best like the philosophy? What is the core ideal? The core here? ideal that everyone should remember is that the world is made of peanut butter. Yes. Damn straight it is. And it's crazy.